Welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. This series will question the assumption that people are psychologically broken and need to be fixed. We will talk about how seeing people as innately healthy will change all of your interactions and outcomes. This is a true paradigm shift, and it simplifies the entire process of dealing with mental distress and allows for more profound and immediate changes. Aloha, and welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. My name's Christine Heath, and I'm here today with my good friend and mentor and, and uh, uh, what do they call it, uh, partner in crime. <laughs> Judy Sedgman. And uh, I would say the mentorship is a two-way street. Oh, that's the fun of our relationship, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So today we're going to talk about toxic positivity. Um, you know, we get ideas for these podcasts uh, as we work with people. And uh, one of the clients I was working with uh, was talking to me. She said, you know, the new thing is posic- po- toxic positivity. And I was like, oh, what's that about? So we uh, got into kind of looking into this because it was interesting for us to hear that somebody would talk about positivity in a toxic way. But we wanted, thought it was very relevant because a lot of times people that kind of come in contact with the principles or the work that we do think that it's all about just being positive. And that's really not true. Um, and so we thought we'd just kind of share a little bit about what we know about where the field is at at this point and uh, how what we do uh, looks at the same circumstance or the way that people interact in a little different way that we think is helpful to people to see how to really connect with people at a, a deeper level, especially when they're going through trauma. Yeah, you know, my first thought when I looked into toxic positivity was that a lot of people have confused positive thinking with positivity in the sense that, you know, being in a being able to look at things from a from a constructive or or functional standpoint, which we would say is positivity, uh, is not the same thing as positive thinking, like pretending to make uh, lemonade out of <laughs> rotten lemons, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and I think that that's the, the first the first thing I wanted to say about it is sometimes when you listen to us talk, you have to kind of forget all the uh, the common the common things that people say out in the world of psychology, what they call pop psychology, and the things you read in magazines and medical waiting rooms and things that that uh, to me are superficial and, and uh, you know, often suggest um, techniques or routines or things that you can do to cheer yourself up, that sort of thing. That is not what we're about. And, you know, what we're about is pointing to the actual nature of the power that we have to think for ourselves and see beyond our circumstances. So, for example, if something happens in somebody's life that, you know, takes them, takes them back, like if somebody's child dies accidentally, uh, you know, we wouldn't say, gee, just get over it. I mean, that, we wouldn't, that's a, that would be a superficial way to look at it. You know, we would say, look, that, that's a, a life tragedy. People have tragedies like that. It's, a, it's, it's uh, of course, you're sad. 
And of course, this is a very difficult thing to, to face and to accept. But, you know, you can, you can go on with your life. There is a way that you can understand life at a deeper level, which allows you to uh, come to peace with the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, uh, and we try to lead people back to their own uh, wisdom about it and to find their own path and to find solutions from within that wisdom, but not to get caught up in thinking, 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 thinking the same thing over and over and over again, just kind of going around and around in circles about how upset they are, how terrible it is and that sort of thing. And the, the difference is uh, understanding how to accept negativity how to how to embrace not feeling well when you don't feel good about something and when you're upset to accept that as a natural state of mind and then to accept the fact that it won't last forever and that but we can hold it in place by continually uh going over it and over it and over it and one of the things that we continually uh, object to in traditional therapeutic approaches is it encourages people to process at the same level of thinking that they're already upset to keep processing negative events over and over and over again so that instead of being able to see beyond them or get wisdom about them or get a philosophical perspective, they just get more and more upset about it and more and more convinced that their life has been ruined. Yeah, I think that sometimes people um, even... Uh, practitioners within the three principles community get caught up in positive thinking about things. So people, I hear sometimes people say things like, well, it was meant to be, or, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the way of the universe. And like, there's, there's some like way of, there's some like greater plan, or there's some things that are going on that, um, where there's some control over things. And so when people are upset and bad things happen, I think people naturally want to make them feel better. They want to solve the problem that happened. And inadvertently, they, um, instead of just listening to the person, they connect by trying to help them to make them better rather than the person finding their own insight about what will help them to move forward. And that's where I think people get, um, uh, mixed up in that, you know, like I, um, when we were working with the diversity um, issue within the three principles community after 9-11, one of the things that um, I heard people say was that um, they would be told things like, well, you know, it's just a thought that things aren't, everybody's the same, we're all the same. And in doing that, people really felt like they weren't being uh, heard, that people didn't understand what they were going through. And as a result of that, they felt alienated. They felt like people weren't listening to them. And so, you know, I think that there's, um, there is a way that people tend to want to gravitate toward thinking better about things, you know, to helping other people to think better about it so they don't suffer. Um, and I, I think that, uh, unfortunately, what happens is that the person just, has to do what they have to do. They have to look for the insight themselves. And no matter what you say, it doesn't help them. So when you come from your wisdom and you're present in the moment and you're coming from love and compassion for the person, you'll say something that'll help the person. 
But if you're trying to, you know, you get insecure yourself because like, oh, this person's had such a bad thing. If I w- that was me, I, I would have a hard time. And then we try to fix it, you know. So, um, you know, I think, but I, unfortunately what's happening is people in the field of, are kind of making this be a thing again. You know, almost like it, it, it's um, uh, uh, something that people do intentionally to um, try to discount a person's pain and suffering or a person's um, inability to get over something. And that's just, um, that's not true. Is that people are always trying to do their best. And sometimes we do it, you know, misguidedly, you know, where we get insecure ourselves and then get caught up in trying to fix somebody else. And of course, then the feeling you're in isn't coming from love and understanding. But, you know, it's like you and I, we, we work with people that, you know, I mean, I, I work with people whose children are murdered and uh, I work with people who have been sexually traumatized as children. And these are awful things to do. But as you said, if you stay and process them and talk about how awful it is, you as a person think, yeah, this is really bad. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. when I would do that with people, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, it is. It's if she thinks this is bad, it must really be bad. So there's also that part of it. But our experience of whatever we do in life has to change from within us. You can't fix anybody. But if you guide them toward their own wisdom and just quieting down, knowing that they're going through crap right now, it's like, you know, I always call it that you're going through the pits of life. And and when you go through the pits of life, it's not fun. Like I just said, my dog just died, you know, about three weeks ago now. And it was it was awful. I cried. I felt sad. It was it was it was very awful. And sometimes I still feel awful about it. But because I understand that my experience is being generated by my own thinking, it, it, I know it'll pass. And so I don't like not think that way. I don't try to not feel that way. And and people have been very kind and very understanding, knowing that it is hard for many people to lose a pet that most people I should say probably that it's very um, emotional and and it's a loss and and yet you know we have to go through we have to get on with our life in some way but that compassion just by saying I know that this is hard and I'm sending you my love that's the kind of positivity that is helpful when people are suffering like that yeah, as opposed to saying, oh, don't worry about it, honey, you'll get over it. Yeah. <laughs> because that isn't what we're about. And and to me, toxic positivity is a, is a bizarre term because uh, if people are actually experiencing positivity, uh, they don't indulge in toxic thinking or toxic behaviors. It wouldn't come up on the screen. And if positivity is coming from love and understanding, you know, in other words, like, I mean, I felt terrible. I loved Chris's dog too. And I, I didn't, I just knew him from seeing him when I visited, but he was a wonderful dog. And so when I heard about it, I felt very sad too, but I, you know, I didn't, I didn't call Chris up and say, Oh, Chris, this is so awful. I can't believe this has happened. Let's cry. You know, I just sent her a little story about something cute that I remembered that her dog did when I first met him. And said how sad it was to lose a wonderful pet like that. And I'm sure it's difficult and I love you. And, and I mean, that's, that's kind of what comes naturally to a person who knows that states of mind come and go. 
then what will come naturally to you as you help your friends and as you help yourself, as you understand how the mind works and how our states of mind fall and rise, and that we sometimes get knocked off balance by things in life, and we can recover, but we have to be patient with ourselves, and and we as other people have to be patient with the person that's going through it, but not encourage them to dwell on it. And and it it seems it seems obvious to me, but it is so counterintuitive to the way the world worked until I got involved with the principles. I was really thinking about this the other day that, you know, I used to be disappointed if something bad happened and I called a friend and they didn't want to talk about it and they didn't want to hear that much about it. And they would try to change the subject or try to be encouraging or try to be kind. I would think, well, what kind of friend are you? You know, I, I was looking for people that would cry with me because that was my expectation because I, at that time assumed that the world was coming at me. And when terrible things happened, I was going to suffer. And so I really see it's kind of a trap. Uh, it's the old thinking is, is a trap. And that as soon as people start to, to get a, get a glimpse even of the nature of thought and how thought changes and how life, is rich and diverse and it's filled with ups and downs and we're going to have tragedies in our life and we're going to have wonderful moments and we're going to have exhilaration and we're going to have love and we're going to have heartbreak and we're going to have disappointment. And that's all part of the flow of life and that it's the richness of the entire experience. And, and we, we need to embrace the moment. You know, if you're sad, it's fine to be sad. And when you, when you allow yourself to just experience it out and you don't, you know, call six people and talk about it for 10 hours, um, you experience, you know, something else comes to mind. You calm down, you quiet down, your mind settles and something else comes to mind. And so from the standpoint of the three principles, our job is to help people not tell them what to think or what to do or when it's going to happen, but point out the nature of thought. The nature of the fact that, yes, I'm certain that you do feel terrible right now, and that's very understandable. And, you know, our feelings come and go. And, you know, I think that knowing that you have innate health is a really powerful thing because you know you're not stuck in the outside circumstance. So if you're you know, physically assaulted or you have a house fire or the tornado comes through. It's like knowing to go there as a safe place to walk through life, to get through whatever it is, to me is one of the most um, uh, powerful things there is because the other option is to be terrified. And being terrified does not help. It, it makes the experience worse and your thinking's not that good. So you, you don't get yourself through it as easily. Um, and that's true no matter what it is you, that you're going through, that you still have innate health within you. So that's a, that's a state of security, not necessarily a state of positivity. You know, I think that's kind of what people like. There's a lot of positive thinkers. You know, they're like kind of what I call the hyper happy. 
And they kind of drive you nuts because they're kind of, and they have this frenetic feeling with them. And, and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a sense of groundedness, a sense of being present, a sense of trusting your own wisdom, uh, the ability to clear your mind of whatever happens so that you can see where to go. Because when we're looking at life through the past, we're like walking. Joe Bailey used to say, it's like driving your car, looking in the rearview mirror. You know, it's like you're going forward, but you're looking in the back. So you keep running into things and you don't see like, what do I need to do here to, to help myself? What do I need to do to get support? What do I need to do to find my, my balance again, my emotional balance? Yeah, it's hard for it's hard for people to. Um, I think for some people, and I don't want to say all people. I don't like to generalize like that. But for some people, it's really hard not to conform to beliefs about sadness and grief. And that's another side of this sort of toxic positivity. I, I used to do a group, and um, I had uh, just several people that were widows because I was doing this in Florida. And, People, a lot of older couples move to Florida, and often women are widowed. You know, um, and uh, and they they started, you know, talking about Kubler Ross and the stages of grief. And there was one woman in the group who said, "Oh, I didn't go through any of that." You know, oh my gosh, I missed all those stages. Do I have to start over? And she got very upset and started judging herself as like she hadn't done the right thing by her husband and she hadn't grieved long enough. And, and you know, that he was like a really funny guy and he had, you know, accepted his fate. He, he didn't have bad feelings or fear about death and they had talked about everything. And, and somehow she came to peace rather quickly without a lot of stages and steps. And these other ladies were like, yeah, I'm still in anger or I'm in this other stage. And, and, you know, it's really a, a very fruitful discussion that I ended up having with this group because the point is there's no rules for how soon you're going to get over something or how easily you're going to be able to see beyond things that happen in life. Everybody's unique. Everybody's thinking is unique. But our goal is to look for a positive feeling uh, and move in that direction so that we can go on with our lives. And uh, sometimes when you get stuck in, oh, you know, I've got to go, go go back now and be angry. It's just like forcing yourself to do something negative when it's, it's not in your, it wasn't in your thinking at all to do that. So I think we could get trapped sometimes in traditional thinking because a lot of the, a lot of our psychology currently is based on techniques rather than on common sense and wisdom. Yeah. And, you know, I think that the, the trick is, is to, not get, you know, when when the world comes up with these ideas like, oh, po- toxic positivity is bad, people hear positivity is bad. You know, they're not really seeing that that's not the point here. The point is, is that you have to be appropriate to what the person needs. Because sometimes, you know, being optimistic about something is going to help somebody. Sometimes it's not. And you can you can tell if you're listening to your wisdom, the appropriate way to respond to another person who's suffering without trying to fix it for them. It's when we get um, into, you know, it just cracks me up. What, what happens in psychology is you start talking about this and it becomes like a good thing or a bad thing. 
you know, like do this, don't do that, rather than kind of stepping back and saying like, really, mental well-being is what we want people to find. If they find their mental well-being, they will be able to get through whatever it is. They're mm-hmm. not broken. They're not damaged. They're not, there's nothing wrong with them. And not when we don't understand how it all works, how thought works and how consciousness works to make the, all those thoughts seem so real, then it's easy to get caught up in whatever you're thinking about and whatever's happening either in the moment or happened in the past. Because the way that our, our memory works is, you know, our memory goes like, oh, that was a dangerous situation. Keep that in mind. And so it, it seems like we should be processing all of that in order to find well-being. And what we're saying is that it's the opposite of that, right? It's find well-being and then you'll see how to get through whatever it is. So when you're talking with someone, you just want to help them to find a feeling of well-being and by listening or or talking to them about um, wh- whatever it is that they need to talk about. You know, but the point is is that you're going towards security not positivity. Usually in life, that's a more positive outcome, but it doesn't always have to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, people can be secure in their grief and knowing that it's going to pass and they have to. That's right. Like when, when I felt, felt sad about my dog, I didn't want to feel good. I didn't want to say, oh, wow, my dog died. What a great experience. I've had such a wonderful 14 years with him. Yeah. I didn't. That to me, that would be disingenuous to how much I loved him, and I figure that I would feel as sad as much as I loved him. But I knew that the sadness would pass and the love would stay. Yeah, and that's what I have now. Like I just am still like have moments when I remember him with his little things that he would do, and and I sometimes I feel sad about it, and sometimes I feel love for him, and sometimes I'm laughing like, oh. He was such a stubborn dog, you know, and it's just lots of different experiences. But if you understand, it's just an experience that you're just having a thought, you're having an experience and it doesn't matter what it is. It could be an ugly one. It could be a sad one. It could be a fearful one. But when you know that that experience is coming from you, it doesn't freak you out and you can't and you won't be stuck in it. So that's the end of our time here. Yeah. I, I, I hope this is helpful to people and we may talk about this some more at some point and um, but I hope it's helpful just to be able to reflect and realize that being in a positive state of mind just means being secure and at ease with life no matter what's going on mm-hmm. well we'll see you next week okay aloha take care We hope you heard something new and that you will continue to join us to challenge the prevailing thinking about the possibilities for health in everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, visit our website at psychologyhasitbackwards.com.